Good morning, I'm Rosie. I'm doing another podcast episode today and I'm going to be talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness is a very real word in um, talking about the subject matter that I'm talking about here of someone coming out of a narcissistic relationship and in particular a narcissistic family dynamic. Um, They do not like to hear the word forgiveness. It makes a person in the situation very uncomfortable um, and very confronting and especially to be told by supposedly well-meaning people and this happens a lot that you just need to forgive just forgive and forget and move on don't worry about it don't dwell on the past just forgive um, forgiveness is not it's not that easy it's not simple it's not a word people that have come out of a lot of trauma can find it very difficult um, to even contemplate forgiving and to be just be told you just need to forgive is really the last thing that they want to hear from somebody um, and people will throw it at you all the time especially people in your family that have come in you know they're, they're the enablers and the flying monkeys and they just say oh you just need to get over it and forgive I come from a very religious family and I've said that many times and I have a strong faith myself, definitely, um, but I, <laughs> I struggle with the word forgiveness. Um, so I'm just going, going to explore it in how I see it and my take on it and how I think you can do it in a situation like this. Um, It is definitely not as straightforward and simple as just forgiving and forgetting and moving on. It's no way, it's not possible to just do it like that. There's so much trauma and there's triggers all the time and you have so many um, leftover effects from what you've come through and that you're dealing with and working on every single day so it's not like you just put it all in the back of your head and it's all done forgotten forgiven and you just move on um so to just be told just forgive is harsh it's not it's not something someone coming through from empathy would say um But having said all that, I'm not saying you don't forgive. Um, Obviously, I do believe in forgiveness. Um, People are people. Humans are humans. They all make mistakes. And we all do need to forgive each other. But it's tricky in these situations. For one, you're talking about dealing with somebody. A narcissistic person is never sorry never ever sorry they're never accountable they never take ownership of what they've done and what they do and their actions and their words never you're never going to get a proper sincere apology from them you're never going to get the change um so you you can okay my take on it 
I am not in bitterness. I do not have a bitter heart at all. I do not live in bitterness and I do not hold on to all this stuff and think about it all the time and get really angry and really bitter and sour and twisted with it. I don't. I have very much worked through all of those feelings and that stuff. I'll never say I'm not angry. I always feel angry when I go there. Um, but I, I think it's a healthy anger and I don't think anger is a bad thing. I personally think not being angry um, can be dangerous because you're accepting of stuff and um, that's not good. It, it is healthy to feel anger, but it's what you do with that anger after that. Um, so I allow myself to feel angry, but I don't take action on that. Like a really bitter, angry person would want to retaliate and do nasty things and maybe do their own toxic behavior to get back at the person that's hurt them and do all, all that sort of stuff can come into it. Um, so I'm definitely not there. I allow myself to feel angry about stuff that's been done and does happen and all of that, but I don't act on it and I don't allow bitterness to grow inside me and I'm not hateful. Um, I definitely don't live in hate. Hate's a strong word, so I'll never say I hate people that have hurt me and family members and stuff like that. Um, and so I guess in all those ways, I have forgiven. I don't know. See, I, I'm uncomfortable even saying that. Um, it kind of feels like forgiveness means excusing their behavior, which I'm not. Sorry, I had another phone call. That happens a lot when I'm doing my podcast. Um, where was I? Just forgiveness. Um, I, yeah, I definitely feel uncomfortable with the word. I'm not particularly sure what it means in these situations. Um, it's very, very different talking about forgiveness with something small that's happened that somebody might have done it done against you and you you know they come to you and they say they're sorry and you work through it and you can easily accept something like that but when you're talking about basically child abuse um over an entire life life period um and like i said it's very difficult when the person is not sorry and you're never going to get that from the narcissist, never. And you're also not going to get it, in my experience, from the enablers in the family as well. Um, none of them are sorry. None, well, for them to be sorry, they'd have to acknowledge what happened and what went down and what does happen now. And from my experience, nobody's ever done that. Nobody's ever acknowledged acknowledged it for what it really was so you, you need that and if you don't get that which you're most likely not going to um you kind of don't have a lot to forgive for um that that's my ultimate dream that's what i would love 
I would really love family members to say, hey, we totally get it. We totally know what has happened. We totally hear you. We'd love to hear more from you. We'd really love, um, you know, we see it, we get it, we understand. If I had that and had some family take some real true steps to make some amends with me I would be all there 100% I would be there Um, I would love that with all my heart I would absolutely love that but in all these years I've not had any of that and I can't see it's going to happen I definitely can't see that that's going to happen in the future I'd love a miracle to happen and it actually did but I can't see it. But if it did, I'm saying that I would definitely operate in forgiveness and warmth and I would just be there. I'd be so there. I know there's no way in the world my mum's ever going to do that. She's never, ever going to come to me and, you know, acknowledge and own her behaviour and all her stuff that she's done. Um... So I kind of feel like there's not a lot I can forgive for there because it's like you're, you're always told you're imagining it. You're always told you're overreacting, you're reading into stuff um, and that's all the gaslighting stuff that comes in. But if that's the case, if you're being told that, then you've got nothing to forgive for really, have you? Because in their minds, nothing even happened. So how can you forgive if it didn't even happen? Um, And that's how this is all so messy and so unclear. It's just not cut and dry forgiveness stuff here. Um, You've been told for so many years that it wasn't that bad. It didn't actually happen. Um, They didn't mean it. They didn't mean anything by it. You're too sensitive. So if none of it actually happened and none of it actually was a thing then you kind of can't forgive, can you? Um, So I guess that's what I'm sort of trying to um, talk about is that there's no ownership. There's no accountability and ownership for anything that happened. And just thinking about the person in in my kind of situation... I hate using all the terms like victim and abuse victim, but that's what you are. You are the abuse victim in these situations. You've copped a lot for a very long time and normally on your own. Normally you're one of the only or maybe a few only family members that have copped it. So you're very much on your own. Um, So you've you've had a lot to deal with and no one's ever backed you or supported you or listened to you or heard you so it's really really hard to just never have a place to talk about it with anyone in your family you never have a place to actually say hey this really happened and it really really greatly affected me um and then just and so you never have that spot but then you're also just told you just got to forgive don't worry about it just forgive and that's a tough place to be in 
because it's it's very confusing if they're saying well nothing happened so and but then in the next sentence saying well you have to forgive and forget well you're like well you're not acknowledging anything even happened so how can you tell me to forgive it <laughs> it's head messing stuff definitely everything here is head messing stuff um so I have thought a lot, obviously, about forgiveness. You have to sort of look in your heart and just go, okay, where am I at? What, what, am I a bitter person? Am I a bitter, twisted person and angry and holding on and stuck in unforgiveness? Um, so you have to be able to do that and be vulnerable and open up and have a look inside, which I've very much done. I do it on a daily basis. And I, I, I can honestly say there's no way I'd be living the life I'm living now. I am a warm and a kind person with a huge amount of empathy and very nice to people um, on a daily basis. So obviously I'm not operating in bitterness and anger and unforgiveness. So no, I don't think I'm stuck there. Definitely don't. Um, if you really were to confront me and hold me down and demand an answer saying do I forgive my mum um, I guess my answer would be no I don't I don't because she's been very very naughty and she still is and she's got away with it and she's never owned any of it um, and she still does it today if it was something that she did to me as a kid that you know, it was a long, long time ago and she's been a very different person ever since. You can forgive that. Of course you can. You can forgive that and just move on. But it's been her the same for my entire life and she still does the same stuff. And I don't accept that. I don't. I don't think it's acceptable for a person to badly treat another person deliberately and continue to do it and I and then to compound that by denying it and covering it up and telling untruths to other people and trying to um, portray that they're completely different to other people I don't accept that it's very very naughty behavior and so no I guess I don't forgive her. Um, does that make me feel bitter inside just saying that? No, it doesn't because I know I'm not bitter inside at all. Um, I have a good relationship with God. I don't want to sound all weird here talking spiritually, but, you know, God knows my heart. I'll just say that. I know that God knows my heart. He knows what's inside and he knows... Um, that it's not dark and bitter and I do feel comfortable with where I'm at with that and same with my siblings I do have a lot of anger with them because they have just completely enabled my mum to do what she's done to me um, and they've never looked at it and never done anything to try and stop it and never acknowledged it so I do feel angry at them and like I said if any of them were to come to me and just really apologize I'd be all for it definitely 
Um, and a bit of unforgiving person couldn't do that. And I know I could do that, definitely. Um, and then I think of my dad. Oh, that's a really tricky one to go to as well. My dad had a couple of suicide attempts, pretty epic ones, um, overdosed on lots of medication. I found him the second time he did it. The first time he did it, I was 10. And I have told all this story, so you can listen to it in my first season. Um, I was 10 when he did, and he um, had a significant overdose, and we found him unconscious at home and watched him carried out on an ambulance and spent a lot of time in hospital after that. And the second time, I actually found him. He'd gone missing, and I found him unconscious in the back of his car that was locked, and he had several empty packets of his psych drugs that he had taken and he spent a week in intensive care on a ventilator after that um and I find that really hard do I do I forgive him I don't I don't he never ever we never had a conversation about any of it in my family I needed to and I wanted to I have a lot of questions. Why did my dad do it? Did he not consider his children? Um, finding your dad in that situation is pretty traumatic. I would love to have had conversations. Um, and it's kind of like, they actually denied that he even did that. I remember having a conversation on the phone with my mom many, many years ago when I was just starting to really open all this stuff up and explore the family and saying to her something about, well, why did dad try to kill himself? And she was like, calling out over the phone to him. He must have been beside her. Oh, now she's saying you tried to kill yourself. So they literally deny that it even happened, which is very confusing to me because I have extremely vivid memories of it happening. Um, So it's kind of hard to forgive that one too. Why... um, you know why did he not consider his children if he did die you know he was leaving his kids I don't know I've got lots and lots and lots of mixed emotions about it and again I'm not bitter but I am confused and I don't really forgive him I guess um I would love to have heard from him and it's the same sort of thing if we had have opened up a conversation and he just actually said I'm so sorry I'd be all for it I'd be there I'd love to have heard from him so much so but that never happened and obviously not gonna happen um I know one of my siblings went to my dad just a month or so before speed camera ahead sorry before he passed away and actually had a conversation like that, just wanting to apologize to our father because he had had a lot of unforgiveness towards him for his suicide attempts. And my father, again, took no account Speed camera. Um, or acknowledged it and just sort of, you know, let it stay on, on his son um, that he was in, had been held on to unforgiveness and you know, sort of made him, I guess, feel like, 
yes, you did need to sort that out. Um, that's, that's not okay. It wasn't the son that needed to ask for his forgiveness over that. The father needed to apologize to the son is what I think. Um, and I do, I do believe forgiveness comes from apologies. When people apologize, it is very easy to forgive. When people don't acknowledge things that they've done to you and don't take any accountability or ownership, it's really, really difficult to just forgive. It really is. And I'm just, as I'm thinking about it, just taking it away from me in my own situation, I can only imagine how difficult this subject would be in someone who's people that have come from extremely abusive situations so you know let's thinking about the little girl that had been sexually abused um and she's an adult and she's been told she just needs to forgive um you know a son that was severely beaten up by his dad over and over again all those sort of situations I think it would be really, really harsh to just tell those sort of people, people in those situations, that they just need to forgive. Um, I have a lot of empathy for people like that and I would hate to think that people do make them feel like they need to just forgive and forget and move on without giving them empathy and understanding of what they've been through. I think that's the best thing you can do for a person that has gone through trauma is give them empathy and understanding and definitely not just dump the expectation that they just need to forgive on them. That would, they're already going to be seriously messed up. They're already going to have spent years of lots of emotional after effects that they've had to deal with and would still be dealing with. They don't need someone to just throw at them, they need to forgive. And maybe that's all they need to do and then they'll be okay. You know, if it was that easy, none of us would be carrying all these emotional after effects from trauma. We'd just all forgive and we'd all be okay. It's not that easy. There's so many gray areas when you're talking about emotional trauma just so many um and so I'm kind of speaking now just in deep empathy for people that are in these situations um I think anyone around them talking to them has to be so careful and tread so carefully and gently with what they say to them and uh, obviously if you're in a church then that's a really common theme is forgiveness, operating love and forgiveness. Um, and I always think it's funny because my family is so religious and such a prayer-focused um, style of living. But how, if we, you know, if that's all it took to work, why has there been so many continual problems? if my parents pray as much as they have for so many years, why did my dad have such major um, 
mental health issues and you know instead of suicide attempting why didn't he just pray away the problems that led him to that um so i'm i'm pretty wary of church people that don't operate in empathy and understanding and don't um don't look at life with all the gray shades that there are it's not a black and white thing emotional trauma and psychological stuff is not black and white and it definitely can't be handled that way um and i can i would probably expect anyone that's been through trauma and they have spoken to different people um and that includes professionals professional therapists many of them will not always say the right thing they'll say stuff like this as well um the last psychologist i saw was lovely and i really appreciated a lot that i gained from her but i could also i picked up she didn't really understand narcissists she didn't understand um that wasn't her area and so she was sort of her mindset in helping me was to get me to a place where i can be in a good relationship with my family whereas i had got to the stage of just knowing that that wasn't going to happen it wasn't possible um so you got to be very careful even you know with professionals and that you've i don't know you've just i think you've got to find it all out in your own head what you think is right and what works what works in your head and in your heart and that is where i've come to um and i'm pretty content with all of that i'm going to leave it there cuz i'm just about at work and i might do a bit more on my way home so thank you again hi <clears throat> i'm just driving home again from my work shift And I just wanted to talk about it. I had a very um unfortunate experience that's brought a lot of stuff up for me that I'm just going to share and talk about. Um it'll be good for me to talk it out as well. Um <clears throat> in my workplace I deal with so many people every single shift. Um we have like 50 kids come through our do our day surgery where I work. in a very busy public hospital on every single day and so I'm coming across all sorts of parents and I had a mother today that um had a very confronting conflict situation with her that's really unsettled me um it was quite traumatic for me so I'll just tell the story and just all the emotional responses that came up in me um so my role today I'm the runner so that means we go we get a phone call from the recovery unit that a patient's ready to come to our ward and so me as the runner goes and picks them up and you just get a handover from the nurse that's been caring for them there and then you escort the patient back to our ward and then hand over to the nurses there so i went and got this little was got this little girl to pick up and she'd had surgery but she'd had covid a few weeks ago and so she had complications respiratory wise and had been in recovery for quite a while a long time um and so i got handed from the nurse and the mum was there and she was okay the mum 
but then she just I don't even know what happened it's all quite a blur but she just started raging at me and what the, the situation was she had an 11 year old daughter that had come in with her for the day and she wasn't allowed in the recovery unit so she was I don't know where she was but the mum's just raging at me because she's got this daughter that she's out there somewhere and she's on her own and this is not acceptable and I'm not budging until I get my daughter with me and just going off her head at me just directing it all at me and I'm trying to say to her, I can't leave the patient. I can't leave her daughter that's had the operation. So I'm trying to say to her, look, we'll just take her to the ward and then someone can go find your daughter, your other daughter. But I couldn't get a word in. This lady's just escalated really quickly and just is yelling at me. Um, so it was just one of those very frightening situations where... You, you can't deal with it because they're not, they're just, they're raging at you. You can't get a word in, you can't explain your side. I didn't, I'd never met them before. I didn't know where her other daughter was. I, there was nothing I could do because my job is to stay with the patient. Um, so all I could suggest was we get to the ward and then I can get another nurse there to go look for the daughter. Um, and she's just seriously yelling at me and everyone's just looking and no one knows what's going on. I don't even know what's going on. And so we start walking to our ward and she's still yelling and then I'm walking alongside the trolley and I turn around and she's stopped and she's gone to this door and she's screaming at me. I'm not taking another step. I'm not leaving this daughter. And it turned out her daughter was on the other side of this door and she's got her now so I'm sort of looking down the hallway and I'm going what is that your daughter and I'm trying to say to her if that's your daughter bring her with you now but she's not letting me get a word in and she's yelling at me the whole way to my ward and it was awful it was very frightening um and I'm okay of course but it brings up so many familiar emotions I've been in those sort of situations so many times that I can't handle them. I can't handle any confronting conflict situations. And a lot of it was familiar. I wouldn't be surprised if this lady's a narcissist. She was very nice to the admission nurses and she was nice to this recovery nurse. And then just, I unloaded on me and I copped all of that from her but then she was really nice to the ward nurses um which is none of that's okay of course and that's pretty exact same behavior patterns that i'm talking about here with narcissists and that's what narcissistic abuse is that's exactly what they do and i've been in that situation that many times with my mum, where she's unleashed on me being nice to other people but i've just copped the full brunt of her emotional instability or whatever it is um and not other people and so it left me very shaken of course and then I kind of have to sort of work through all those past emotions that I've had that'll surface um familiar emotions you know the fear um it's a great fear it's just such a frightening experience
experience to be in a con conflict situation like that and other people can handle it quite well they're quite good at dealing with those sort of people um, but not me definitely not me and it's literally like these people can spot me I don't know what it is and I can't explain it but they literally spot me and they just know that I'm a perfect target for some reason they just know that I'm a perfect target to unleash on and to dominate and overpower and they do quickly do that because I do get very shaken and easily rattled um, so it's it was all a blur I don't I don't know what I said to her I can't remember all the stuff she said to me but I can't be in those situations I just can't I need to get away really quickly um, luckily it didn't last too long because I just got the, got her daughter that had had the surgery to the ward and handed over to the ward nurses and just got away um, if, if that was my patient and I had to stay looking after them, I would have been in serious trouble, definitely. So luckily that wasn't the case and I could remove myself really quickly. But I have been in those sort of situations at work, occasionally. I have spoken about this on another episode and I do know that they're very few and far between because narcissists aren't that common. There's not that many of them in the world, um, so you won't come across them, but when you do, you really know. When you come across that personality type, it, you very quickly spot them, very quickly know, and what you know is they're dangerous. You instantly feel unsafe. You feel unsafe and frightened, and a great amount of fear comes up inside, and when you've been there before so many times um having you know come from something like I've come from you instantly know and you just know that you've got to get away and the reason I'm sort of bringing this up is just to demonstrate oh I don't know if demonstrate's the right word but to just show how there can be just so many triggers while you're doing all the work and you're moving forward and you may have gone no contact and you've sorted so much out, triggers come up every single day in different contexts and different ways. But there's nothing you can do about that. You can't stop that. And so that's kind of what I mean when I say you've got to continually be doing the work because you never really know what's going to come up that's going to rekindle feelings and memories and experiences and emotions and that's a real this is a really classic example of that happening and all of that coming up and that's something you just can't get away from but what you can do is know what you need to do to handle the situations and if you're doing all the work to strengthen yourself and build yourself up and empower yourself and all of those things, then you can be okay. But it's always going to knock you. It's always going to knock you off for a little bit. Um, and when you're strong, it's not going to knock you for long. You'll be okay. You'll just, you know, pick yourself up pretty quickly and be okay. But when you 
aren't strong and you haven't strengthened yourself, you're not going to be okay. You're going to be in a mess, a really big mess. I've been there before too. Um, So I feel quite proud of myself that um, after that really horrible situation, I'm okay, I'm fine. I, you know, went and had a lunch break soon after that and got myself back together and I'm okay. But I do very much acknowledge all the emotions and the difficulty of, of those situations and I allow that for myself and, you know, give myself some empathy. Hey, honey, you don't cope with this. Get out, get away, go take some deep breaths. You know, just... <laughs> get away from here and it's okay that you find this really traumatic it's okay that this experience has really you know rattled you um there's reasons for that it's okay and just i'm learning to be much nicer to myself i think i used to probably beat myself up all the time i should be this and i shouldn't be that now i just let myself be whatever it is i just let myself be And that's really nice to know that I've learned that and I've developed the skills to be able to do that. Um, Because, you know, you've got to look after yourself. You really do. You've been through so much and so many years of not being looked after that. And, you know, when you're coming from a family that's not looked after you properly, you've got to look after yourself and give give yourself some love and some care and some kindness and some empathy. Um, so I just thought I'd just talk about that little experience, just add it onto this episode that I did this morning. And I'm nearly home from work, which is really nice. First thing I'm gonna do is pour a nice glass of wine and enjoy it and just have a nice dinner with my family and then go to bed. I've been up since four o'clock this morning. I had to make a lot of orders before I could leave for my nursing shift today. So it's been a long and very busy day. Um, Thank you again.